you know, sometimes as we go through earth school, go through life, I love to call it earth school because it's all about learning lessons. And we're often presented with challenges uh, in fluid situations that require our adaptability. We have our highs and we have our lows. And sometimes if we are not intentional or careful, we will think that we are on this journey alone. This message, today's message is to remind all of us that whatever position you found yourself in in this season of life, that you must remember to include God in the equation. Include God in the equation. How many of you know that the equation looks differently? that the sum total looks differently when you include God in the equation. Whether you found yourself on the highest mountain, wondering how did I get here? Do I even deserve to be here? Or you found yourself in the lowest of the lowest valleys, wondering if you'll ever exit such tough terrain. Whatever perspective that you choose, whatever lens that you put on, I want to remind you to include God that you are not alone, that God did not leave you holding the bag, that you have a silent partner, an unseen help that is going before you, making ways out of no ways. I was listening to Abraham Hicks last night and, and they said it this way, that you have friends upstream that you have friends upstream, unseen help, that you cannot see working things out on your behalf. Today, the spirit of God is calling us to clarify our perspective, just to clarify our perspective. So I wanna remind you, yes, you are powerful, but you are not the source of power. Yes, you are light, but you are not the source of light. You are strong, but you are not the source of strength. That in everything that you do, you must consider the God factor. You must consider the God factor that there's something, someone beyond you, and that has allowed you to be a channel, a medium, a conduit of the spirit of God in this earth realm. Mm, when you get done trying to figure everything out, when you get done trying to do everything in your own strength, may you ease into rest and into grace and remember that God did not leave you holding the bag. Yes, some other people might have left you holding the bag, but one thing is certain that you're never alone and that God has not left you holding the bag. Come unto me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Those are the words of Jesus. I don't know what kind of Bible you have, but if you see words in red, those are the words of Jesus. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. For your souls. Today is just a declaration of what the Spirit of God reminded me of this week. I won't do an in-depth analysis of the text. I just simply want to declare and encourage Black women this morning to rest. 
Sometimes it seems like it's groundbreaking for us sometimes, groundbreaking affirmations and statements to tell us that we can rest, that we can lean into God and God encourages us to rest, that you will find rest for your soul. I know if you can look at the statistics, many of us feel like that we've gotten left holding the bag. But Black women, you are not alone, that you don't have to figure it out on your own, that you have unseen help and friends upstream working it out for you. <laughs> In the firm, at the Firm Foundation, you know, we have been focusing on Jesus at the center. Really want to focus and lean into the fact that we, sh we should be careful even in the church that we don't layer on so many things that we lose sight of the main thing, and that is Jesus. That we don't lose sight of our spiritual practice, that we don't lose sight of sitting at the master's feet, that we don't layer so much on top of the church, that we don't try to be what we see other churches be, that we show up and we minister to those that God has sent in our direction but that we keep Jesus as a priority for ourselves, that we don't have to be something else. I know a lot of times people may look at our live streams and say certain things or feel a certain way, but what I wanna say is those of, it the, those of us at the Firm Foundation, we show up because we know that Jesus is at the center and we wanna keep it that way. We don't want to be trying to be perfectionist for everybody else. We don't want to be looking and trying to grab certain type of people to be in our space when God is the main thing and that we need time for rest. We need time to just sit at the master's feet. And if we aren't leaving time for those things in our lives, we have something backwards. And we want to make sure that we model a space where grace and ease and rest are welcome. That's when you hear God the most. And so we're not pushing and, and pulling on people and striving beyond what God has assigned to our hands. The Bible says it this way, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all things shall be added unto you. And Jesus came along to let us know that the kingdom of heaven, number one, is within us, but is also coming. It is already here within us, but it is also coming. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of these things that you're striving for, that you want, you want them to come to you, not that you overreached and had to get them. Is there a witness on the live stream this morning? At the Firm Foundation, there's been this phrase, I really don't know how it came to be, but it's been coming up in our conversations. It's been coming up on our Facebook statuses. It's been coming up in my sermons and I love it. And it's ease and grace. We're in a season of ease and grace. And what I wanna say to you this morning is that everything does not have to be so hard. Everything does not have to be so intense and that we don't have to operate in our own strength. That we don't have to operate in our own strength. If we think about a sailboat, once it lets up its sail, that's the vision that God has given me now. Once it lets up its sail, it allows the wind. It's just going with the waves and the wind kind of guiding it alone. The person just readjusts the sail determine what direction it wants to go, but if there's no straining and no striving, but the elements just kind of push the boat, pushes the boat where it needs to go. And I call that being in the flow 
of light, of life, being in the flow of life, that we can live life in the flow. How do you know that you're in the flow? That's the question I get a lot. How do you know that you're in the flow of life? Here's one way. There ought to be things showing up on your path. People, things, ideas, creativity, um, things showing up on your path and flowing into your streams that you didn't have to labor and sweat for that you didn't labor for, if everything that's showing up in your in your life is by the labor, by the sweat of your brow, you are doing something wrong. There ought to be some things manifesting even as you lay down and go to sleep, even as you take two hour naps as I did on yesterday, knowing and understanding that you have unseen help and a God that never sleeps nor slumbers. And if we serve a God that never sleeps nor slumbers, why aren't we getting rest? Why aren't we taking time for ourselves? There ought to be things that show up beyond what you put on your vision board. There ought to be things showing up in your life beyond things that you can even verbalize that you need people showing up that are just what you need. And you didn't even have sense to ask for it because you are serving with a co-creator. You have an unseen help that is bringing more to the business than you could ever bring. Things that show up that, uh, that, that you don't even know that you need. You can only be in the flow of life when you consider the God factor. The God factor. And so live life in the flow. And so what does that mean? What does that mean to live life in the flow? It's not that we don't take action. That they're not seasoned doesn't mean that we don't have seasons that require us to seek and, and kind of to try to advance ourselves. But we want to be sure the source of the action that we're taking. We want to be sure of the source of the action we are taking, because sometimes we look around in our community and we see things that are missing and we just want to go make it happen. But God didn't call you to put your hand on everything. Right. And so we want to sit back and take inspired action. And so what do I mean by this? What do I mean by this? Isaiah 40 and 31 that says that, but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That means that my strength and my energy is not just coming from me. And guess what? I'm just not out doing anything, but I'm waiting on the Lord so that any action that I take is sourced by God, meaning that I am putting my hands to what God has sent me, inspired me to put my hands to. I hope you're catching it this morning. There's a difference between action and inspired action. There's a difference between labor and inspired action. When it's inspired action, it means that I know that there's a sacredness behind my, behind my actions. I saw a post this week that said, um, when you know how much your presence brings, you're careful where you show up. When you know how much your presence brings, you are careful where you show up. We don't have to show up for everybody. We don't have to show up for every gap that needs to be filled. 
but we should be seeking to show up when there is an inspired action, a sacredness behind our showing up. That when I'm serving, right? That I'm serving from a fountain of good and love. I'm serving from, from a fountain of good and love, not exhaustion and resentment. The motive behind your serving and the energy behind your serving matters more than we think because you bring it, you're bringing all of yourself, your energy with you to the places that you're serving or the people that you're serving. And so you should be serving from a fountain of good and of love. 